The Entertain This Boys are back with me, Tom, and Hayden, and Mitchell. Enjoy the show. It's funny, I'm the only one who can hear it. <laughs> that gets deleted by headsets. Doesn't matter. Hi! Welcome to Entertain This, episode, what, 685? 48. 48. Sure, close. why not? That's a close number. Yep. <laughs> I'm your host, Tom. With me, I have that guy. Hey, Aiden. Hello. Mid-sip. <laughs> Mitch. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. Hi, Mitch. Hi. So, to kick things off, somebody got punished. That somebody was me. Social media. After... I talk about this horrible game I was forced to play. Okay, you're the host. All right, this is episode. <laughs> this is 48 episodes. They they know how to find us. All right, fine, fine. In whatever facet of media you're in. There's always a first-time listener. Hi, Tom. First-time uh, listener. <laughs> Hi, I'm a first-time listener. Long-time caller. That Tom from <laughs> Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> I heard your show. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning me. <laughs> All right, well, since you interjected, Mitch, plug the media of the social. All right, well, on buzzsprout.com, you have entertain this, exclamation point. On Twitter, we're at this.entertain. Patreon, we're entertain this, exclamation point. Um, let's see, Instagram, entertain.this. And on Facebook, you can find us with the entertain this podcast group. What was always great was that when we didn't have the book or when you forgot it, you did it so much quicker <laughs> and so much smoother. Yeah, well, you know, there's, there's memory and then there's trying to read my ranting. All right. Yeah, it looks like no. It's not as bad as cyan pork death oh, yeah. thread. <laughs> <laughs> You're just mad at my handwriting. <laughs> it's Chicken not even handwriting. C- Cyber pork. <laughs> it's like it's like you like first discovered you had telepathy, figured out how to move a pen, and it happened to go across a piece of paper, and that's what you call your handwriting. It was rushed note taking. I could read it, some of it, some of it. <laughs> Basically, just based on the memory. All right, all right, all right. So, in your profane free review of what game? Winter Games from the NES. Yes. Um, I played on an emulator earlier today uh, before you guys showed up at my apartment unannounced mm-hmm. for this show. Um, it was horrible. It sucked. Yeah. The opening uh, like thing where the guy's like walking and the doves are flying by and he's like going to light the Olympic torch and all yeah. that. That took forever. <laughs> Which is most Olympics. I mean, I was sitting there, like, I was watching TV, and I had, like, the laptop in my lap, and I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, all right. All right. Is it done? Nope. Still going. Can't skip it. Can't skip it. It was, like, two minutes of watching this digital man light a bowl of, on fire. So then I went through. It was like, oh, play all the events. And I was like, all right, I'll play the events. And you can there's, like, A and B and, like, you know, select. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the movement keys is how you move around. And it's basically you have to do the same thing every single time. You have to go, like, left and right for skiing, for ice skating, for all the stupid freaking games. So basically, like, learning how to move both feet. Yes. So walking. So I played the first one, and it said player one, and it was a blue guy. And I was like, okay, I'll be that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, player one, that should be me. Because earlier it let me choose as player one, and I played as USA. But right. you could play as, like, Russia and other countries but i'm sitting there and i'm like you know just hitting all the keys and my guy's like booking it across the little across the screen and i'm like hell yeah i'm doing great right look at all the points i'm racking up turns out i was the dude on the bottom half of the screen <laughs> you didn't even know no 
for like three minutes, like I won. I thought I'd won like a minute in, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, what am I waiting for with this guy? And I hit the movement key, and I watched like a leg go, <laughs> and I hit the other one. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> So I just sit there, started like double tapping, like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that uh, that computer game? It was like a flash-based game called Qu- Qwerty, Q W E R T Y. That is, sounds kind of familiar. It's like uh, the first four or five letters on your keyboard, and those were the letters that you had to press to make a guy like run yeah. and track. And it was the c- controls were stupid mm-hmm. and complicated on purpose because it was like really hard to make the guy run fast, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like the, the challenge of it. I don't think that that's the case for like, they, they didn't intentionally make the controls hard for your game. Right. Santa Claus. <laughs> Is he coming to town? Sorry. Sorry. That's his punishment. Game. Supposed to be off. He's, he's anticipating you feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Already getting ready. Huh? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, terrible controls, huh? Horrible controls. Yeah. It's incredibly repetitive. Yeah. Like every single event. You basically just have to do the same crap. Yeah. To get figure through skating? It. Yes. <laughs> How'd that and go well? Well, the first one I did was like this like speed skiing event. Mm-hmm. And then I found out I was actually the player on the bottom, which was weird because that said player two. Even though I was player one. <laughs> so I lost that event. Did not bring the U.S. any honor for that. <laughs> no gold medal. <laughs> I don't even think I got bronze. And it was a two-player event. so i go to like some uh the big ski jump yeah so my guy skis uh, well it took me like a minute to figure out how to get him to move yeah because i'm like i'm hitting the keys nothing's happening i hit a nothing happens hit b nothing happens by yeti monster no i did not get eaten by the yeti monster apparently that's later on in the game you have to fight him yeah um survive that's like the water level (laughs) the water level (laughs) when the ice melts (laughs) So I hit A again, and all of a sudden he just takes off, and he does the jump, and I just start mashing all the keys, and he's like, it, it, he just disappeared for a second. Right. I mean, he was there, but it was just a blur of pixels. <laughs> right. Because I think it was, what, 30, 38 pixels? Is well, what NES was? back in the day, it was... Because, like, what, 64 eight. was double it. It was 8. 64 was double... Okay, so it was 32 was Super Nintendo. No, no, okay. no. Wasn't Super Nintendo 16-bit? And then, like, regular Nintendo was, like, 8-bit? I don't remember. I can't remember either. If you know, go ahead and message us and tell, tell us. Tell us why we're Tell us how wrong I am. Oh, wait, you're talking about but I know 64 right? was... Yeah. It was 8-bit? Yeah. I thought it was. Okay. 64, I think, was 64-bit. Yeah. So it's just a blur of color. You can't tell what even you're looking at. If he's up, he's down. He's looking left. He's to the side. It doesn't... You just can't tell. <laughs> so he falls and just eats it, and he's just like a splatter of pixels on my computer. And I'm like, I don't think I won. <laughs> and then the scores come up and it's like zero, 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 zero. And I was like, I'll try it again, do it. And I just start mashing all the keys as quick as I can. And like, I see like, you know, the skis come underneath him. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> Lands, you know, I got a five. And I'm like, I spun in the air <laughs> like 46 times. I'm like, I did like the 900 on skis. You painted the Mona Lisa while falling through the sky. Yeah, and rescuing a baby. And they're and all that angry German judge just, just giving you like Nine. sixes. This is bad score. <laughs> Take off your clown shoes, English person. <laughs> so I bombed that event. I did not do the U.S. any justice in the Olympic Games. <laughs> Wow. And then I did a figure skating one, which was just stupid. You just jump and fall. Yeah, <laughs> you just jump and eat it. <laughs> I'm like, uh. I never figured that one out. So I did that, and so then... There's figure skating, there's the ski jump, there's... Bobsled. Oh. Yeah, I did the bobsled, which you're just going... Crash enough? Can you be Jamaica? Yeah, I crashed. 
Uh, no, Jamaica was not an option. Right, well, I wanted this game's trash. I, I mean, I didn't have any like you know eggs to hold either while I did it. <laughs> John Candy wasn't there. Like, no, John Candy wasn't there to coach me. <laughs> cool runnings. <laughs> um, so just those three events. Those are. Um, I did a fourth one, but I don't know what it was. Was there snow involved? <laughs> yes, actually. Oh, okay. There was ice. There was some sort of snow. It might have been skis, or it might have been a snowboard. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell. I, 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 I didn't win. I can tell you that. What's that one where you shoot, like, a rifle while you're skiing? Oh, no yeah. Uh, that was, like, a premise from, like, a Bond movie. But it's a legit... Yeah, it's, like, one of the... Yeah. yeah. I think they have, like, a twenty two rifle or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was not part of it. And even if it was, I wouldn't even know how to... <laughs> <laughs> with four keys and an A button, try to, you know, take precision shots at targets. So you're saying this would have been easier with an actual Nintendo controller? Yes. It actually... <laughs> you would have known what two buttons... Do actual stuff and which one's a direction. And to rate this game, looking at it, it's like, all right, this was an NES. Let's start with graphics. <laughs> that square. Is it moves across that pixel did something. It spun, <laughs> I think. It moved from that square to that one and then came back. Could you tell that a pixel was a guy or whatever? No. All right. Um, I, I watched a, a documentary on E.T., the Atari game, mm-hmm. and, like, how that almost ruined the video game industry. Like, it's a, actually a really fascinating documentary. Spielberg um, bought all the copies and buried them in the desert. They, they, they Well, <coughs> they assume they did. They found a bunch of copies out in the desert. They did a, a thing. Um, it was a, it was produced by, uh, what's his name? It had the guy that did... Um, he was one of the people in the documentary. He did uh, Ready Player One. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Is it the author? or The g- the author, yeah, he was in it. Just I don't to remember see them his name. unveil these giant... I saw that movie. But. Um, uh, the, the Digging up the, the games and stuff like that. He was there to see it. Um, Atari Game Over. That's the name of the documentary. Mm. Uh, but it's actually really fascinating just to see... Like, they, they talked to the guy that made the game. Yeah. And he's... You know, he talked about his, like, depression for years, you know. He's like an alcoholic. Well, he's, he's like a... He's hanging in his living room. He's like a psychologist now. He's like, I just changed careers, it, and you know. Yeah. You made a video game so bad you changed your field? <laughs> to a field <laughs> to counsel people who have experienced depression. <laughs> so, that granted, I needed help. If, I got it. I was like, I can do this. If you I look into it, it like, he, a lot of it isn't his fault because he had, like, five weeks to make this video game, okay? That's and, not... No, nearly enough time. Right. And, and, and <laughs> Even so back then he had a ton of pressure. He had no resources, no money, no help. Mm-hmm. And he just had to crank out this video game. That's why it's so trashy. And I wonder how many of these like, holy crap, the Winter Olympics are coming up. We need to crank this video game out. I wonder how many times. That <laughs> I happened. wonder if that happened. Because that's what happened. They wanted uh, E.T. out for the, the Christmas uh, release after the yeah. movie and stuff like that. So that's why they cranked that game out. I didn't really do any research actually into the game just because I was so fed up with playing it. Yeah, <laughs> it well, was so bad. Uh, the nerd. This it, has an eighty seven percent like by Google users for this game, and this game came out in nineteen eighty five. Hmm. Well, chances are made by Epics. If, if, if you really wanted to review a game or on Google, and it's that game. Mm-hmm. You probably have some issues. So, okay. So there's actually other ones. Uh, it's the alpine skiing, ski jumping, biathlon, bobsled, figure skating, speed skating, luge, and freestyle skating. Oh. More precisely, the aerial ski discipline called hot dog aerials. Hot dog. Hot dog aerials. <laughs> All right. So it was. 
graphics sucked. Uh, I mean, for I guess for 1985, you know. I mean, you could sort of understand what was going you on. You could see that, you know, they had made people. Yeah. Um, what about uh, gameplay? The controls were terrible, you, you know. I'm not going to give it that much of a, like, a knock. Because, uh-huh. I mean, what, what was the NES controller? Two buttons. Yeah. Start and, you know, directional pad. Yeah, but, like, the responsiveness. Like, if you look at a video game like uh, Super Mario Brothers. But, I mean, like, what would have been, like, the same difference between, like, this game and, like, a racing game where you're just going left, right, gas, brake? I'm trying to think of a racing game that I played on Nintendo. Because I have played one. I can't remember. That was on NES, and all you do, you know, it's just... I don't remember what I it mean, was it's a very basic... I don't remember what know. it was called, but there was one that was like a... Almost like motocross, but it was trucks, like, in the dirt. Oh, uh, Big rigs! <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, though. I don't it not big it was called, though. It was, um, that one was a pretty fun one. It got fast, though. The game got stupid fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, playing it now, it's it's atrocious. But we're spoiled with what we have to compare it to. Yeah. I mean, I grew up playing games like that. When I was a kid, if you had a game with crappy controllers, you didn't know it was bad. You just assumed you were a terrible player. Like like, yeah. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. That game is notorious for how terrible the controls are in that game. You know? Um, but I just assumed that I was just terrible at video games. You just didn't. You just weren't good. Yeah. I mean, you're still terrible. But yeah. I still am. Yeah. Nothing's changed. No. The I controls mean, are actually great. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I was going to rate it, I'd give it like a four. Okay. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna be like brutal about it, just because it's a game from 1985. That's fair. So it's not the worst thing you've ever played. It's not the worst thing I've ever played. Shaq Fu is the worst thing you guys have made me play so far, <laughs> because there were controls, but they just didn't do anything except right. you could move and kick people. Nice. <laughs> Which I guess if you're Shaq and you kick somebody, I mean, right? You know, him walking up the stairs in his big house. Because I'm imagining his house is scaled. His, big house. his, sca- his scale <laughs> to scaled size. Scaled his big comfy couch. Him taking one step to go upstairs is like, you know, kicking you in the face. And, <laughs> and you're like 6'1". Oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. Whoopsie. Do you know he's on AEW Wrestling now? Wow. They should do a bit like in Good Burger where Kenan and Kel show up with the food. Like after he wins a championship and just come like <laughs> storming in. Just like, oh my God. It's just hmm. That'd be great. He actually, he actually went through a table. Like somebody knocked him through a table. That's pretty cool. Wow. That table, I'm guessing, lost. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because Shaq is big, just because of like, you know the weight. He got knocked from the ring out to the outside onto the t- in through a table. Huh. Poor table. I was surprised he. Uh, so Shaq's career has gone from you know all star NBA player to announcer to uh, wrestling to announcer. To Don't forget wrestling. about his legitimate acting career. Oh Shazam. yeah, he's doing the reverse of the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <He's> regressive. <laughs> um. Cool. But we got to move on, though. We are going to move on. So that's the rating for Winter Games. It sucked. Don't play it. Don't bother. It's not nostalgic in any way. It was horrible, but not that bad. <laughs> now, real quick, we we kind of got to cover our three uh, polls that we had from the last oh, yeah. three episodes. Hit it. It won't take long. I think I dominated two of them. Yeah, yeah other than one, Tom won both. Let's see. The uh, where, like, video, best video game world to live in. I think I, I lost I won one. barely by, uh, with uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and GTA Five. It's because you run the social media. Yeah, all your friends are Pokemon nerds like you are. If that was the case, I would have won the best action hero team, but it did not. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, Hayden, got one vote. Tom got fourteen. <laughs> Losers. So it, John was, Wick, Rambo, and Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Was win. he first on that's the list? That's great. Yes. Well, that's why they were just like, I don't know, click that guy. Well, no, <laughs> they ju- they looked at the people and just went, "That I, is a formidable team." I guarantee. Give me one name that voted for Tom. Oh, uh, Tom. <laughs> you want name all 14 of them. 
or 13? My brother. All right, your brother <laughs> is clearly bro- an educated man. Oops, pulled up Tom's profile. Does, does your brother what know what lethal weapon? Yeah. Okay. He knows all that. All right. All right. Martin Riggs, he is a lethal weapon. And John Wick, he kills people with pencils. All right. Yeah, Roman. Uh, she doesn't know. My brother's wife. A <laughs> uh, guy I used to work with, another guy I used to work with. Wow. Yeah, so you, there, have, you have a lot of traitors for friends. I know. I don't all, know. Of, all of your friends voted for me. <laughs> all right, what else you got there, Mitch? We got uh, the, let's see. Like a victory sip of my beer. The best vehicles. Which uh, Tom won that as well. Mm-hmm. I had the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that, that's the whole reason he won. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, because we had it, a surprise. It makes the, the Kessel end. running under 12 parsecs. I thought the Batmobile and the Supernatural Impala would have given me the win, but no, not. The Batmobile was a good acquisition, but not not the Supernatural Impala. It's just an Impala. But it, it, but it was so cool. It was a cool car. Uh, it was a four-door. It was a cool car. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> this is a podcast about movies and TV shows and video games. So, to kick things off, who had movies? I did. You did. Mitch, what'd you watch? Coming to America. Two. Two. Well, coming to America. Uh, with the number two. That, that's how it's called. Yeah. Number. Have but you uh, seen the original? I have. I watched it like a week or two ago because I'd seen it long ago and yeah. wanted to kind of refresh my memory of it. So, I watched it about two weeks ago and then I watched the more recent one. Two, twice now? Yeah. Isn't that the first one where Samuel Jackson plays like some like crack fiend and like yeah. robs a McDonald's or yeah, something? He's, no, McDowell's. It's not, yeah, it's McDowell's. McDowell's. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. like McDonald's, but they have, you know, McDonald's they, has the McMuffin. They have the McStuffin. They don't have golden arches. They have golden arcs. Yeah. <laughs> That's splitting freaking hairs. <laughs> their, their McFlurries put all their toppings on the bottom. <laughs> Why? Because they're not McDonald's. <laughs> and their machine works. McFlurby is what it's called. <laughs> McDonald's had seeds on the buns. They don't. That was only they had seeds on the buns on like the Big Mac. But anyways, it's a it's a pretty good movie. I, I, it's not as good as the first, but it was still pretty funny to watch. It's a it's got everyone. Let's see, I think pretty much everyone from the original movie, minus the I forgot the lady's name that played the queen in the original movie, but she she passed away back in the nineties. Okay. But uh, James Earl Jones in it. Uh, yeah, they got him propped up on, you know, marionette rigs <laughs> and stuff like that. He's, he's got the Darth Vader breathing he, apparatus. He does. <laughs> all, all his scenes, he's in a bed. <laughs> he's just laying in bed. Yeah. Or laying up against, like, a, a you know, some kind of platform or something. Yeah. Poor James Earl Jones. And then it's got uh, Wesley Snipes in it. It's, <laughs> he's uh, the, the ruler of Nextoria. Well, he was Next actually, he was actually really that. funny. Like, <laughs> I was kind of surprised at how funny. It wasn't like... Demolition Man, stupid Wesley Snipes. It was actually yeah. like pretty funny. Murder, yeah. death, kill. But uh, the movie, you know, it kind of takes place along the same lines as the first one, except for you know this is Eddie Murphy he has to find an heir for his you know new kingdom or his kingdom for when you know later when he passes away. Zoom, so wait, zoom on because in the first one doesn't he get with the girl and like she becomes queen or whatever? Yeah, he has three daughters. Oh, he so he needs a, a son. He needs a son. He needs a boy. Well, you find out, like, in the first few minutes, he has an illegitimate son in Queens. And what's that female's uh, the actor, comedian? Uh, yeah. um, Leslie Jones. Yeah, she uh, she's the mom. Okay. She's a very giant, angry black lady in Saturday Night Live. She's pretty funny, though. Oh, she was that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it's her and her son, you know, mm-hmm. are, the, are the, the family. And so they bring them back to... Wherever they are in Africa, mm-hmm. uh, Zamunda. It's yeah, next Zamunda. to Wakanda. But uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, they're uh, they're he has to train him on how to be a prince. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's got to retrieve the whiskers from a sleeping lion and stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's dangerous. pretty good. The, the Wesley Snipes character, his nation is, like, threatening to try and take over Zamunda if uh-huh. he doesn't have, like, an heir to marry his uh, daughter. Uh-huh. He tries to convince to let uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, daughter marry his son, uh-huh. but he won't go for it because his son's, like, some, like a cracked-out-looking rapper-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Are we allowed to laugh at that? Huh? Are we allowed to laugh at that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. Twenty twenty one. Is this that, is that, this, that is was purely hey, that was purely Mitchell's you yeah, know hey, opinion on that? Cancel Mitch. So, hey, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. That's <laughs> Hashtag the movie. cancel Mitch. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Mitch. Um, nah, that was funny. The I, my favorite was Arsenio Hall. Like his, he wore these like uh, old man prosthetics for these two different characters mm-hmm. he had. He played like the old witch doctor for. <laughs> you must find it there. <laughs> but it, like his face, I don't know how they did it. His eyes were like bulging out of his head. He looked like uh, the crypt, the, t- the tales of the crypt keeper. That yeah, guy, the crypt keeper. yeah, he looked like him, and his like weird gnarly teeth and stuff like that. He was just, it was hilarious. Him, and then he played this like a uh, skeevy looking preacher man. Yeah. That was hilarious too. Which doctor? You know, just like the first movie, they they play several characters yeah. and they they mm-hmm. reprise the same roles. They played like the barbershop people and stuff like that. I wonder if they got any crap for uh, Eddie Murphy playing the Jewish guy. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If it's funny, who cares? It's funny. <laughs> yeah, like you know, let it go. Well, what are you gonna do? I mean, if you watch it and you laugh, I mean, hey, it's funny. Cancel culture is a well into its prime right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, they canceled Mr. Potato Head or Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Not, not Mr. anymore. It's gender non-specific <laughs> yeah, Potato Head. <laughs> potato person. Everybody knows that potatoes can choose their own gender. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Nobody cares that it's a potato with a mustache and a hat <laughs> played by Don Rickles. Yeah. But if you like the first one, you, you'll like this one. It's Like I said, it's not as good as the first, mm-hmm. but it's it's not bad either. It's it, I laughed a lot. Well, mm-hmm. it's nice to see Eddie Murphy kind of made a return to form because a lot of his previous outings in yeah. the last 20 years have Well, he didn't do anything bombed. besides Pluto Nash, and then the most recent one he what? did was Dolomite. Um, he did, like, Norbit? Yeah, I mean, that's what? That's 15-some-odd years old, so yeah. it's Something been a minute. Like it's been a minute, but uh, yeah, IMD, IMDb gave it a five point four. I would say it'd probably be at least a seven. Mm-hmm. Five point four out of ten. Yeah, I say it would be like a seven. I out mean, of 10. IMDb seems to always be a little harsher. Yeah. Than like you know a Google user rating or something. Uh, I or wonder why. I, I know some because it was directed by a white guy, so I know some people that took some offense to that. Why? Uh, Eddie Murphy picked him. I don't yeah. know. You know, but whatever. I mean, Eddie Murphy used to make great. There was some controversy in the first one, and this was like a business-related thing about some script writing uh, intellectual property ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that the sequel was delayed from being made or not even talked about being made for years until they were able to settle those legal disputes. But uh, So I don't know. Maybe. Nah. The nah. zombie apocalypse is happening outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sirens I was going. sitting here, I was like, <laughs> Those police sirens? Can, did, can you hear him in the headset? I mean, I can hear him outside, but I, I don't know. I can, I don't, I if you can hear him outside the over the headset, he can probably well, hear him in his headset. Yeah, I guess uh, you're painting a really valuable picture of your apartment right now, Tom. <laughs> it's like a crack <laughs> house or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a stash house. <laughs> don't come here. <laughs> well, anyway, Mitch, surely you have some news. From some movies. news. Um, <laughs> As we audible rapidly and the gears change... I forgot exactly what my news was. It was movie related. I hope. Clearly. 
Is it the Snyder Cut? No. Batman. I, I forgot what my name is. Surprise, it's not the Snyder Cut. Wrestling. Do you want to come Power back? Rangers. Just name things he likes. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wrestling. Georgia. Georgia. Your wife. I blanked, man. I don't know. Pizza. All right. All right. All right. We'll, move we'll, on. We'll come back to <laughs> Total. it. Total. If he remembers it. All right. So I guess I'll just do a review of a television show. There you go. <laughs> so I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is. It's Bosch. Oh, my goodness. I know. Such right? a surprise. Such a surprise. Every every time I see her, you're like, you should watch this show. Well, you should. It's a good <laughs> show. Uh, it's a, it was one of the first like Amazon TV shows that they – oh, you figured it out? I did. Oh, tough crap. Remember it because I'll come back to you after. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you could do your news after my review. <laughs> um, it was like one of the first big Amazon Prime like uh, exclusive. Was it 2013? 2015. 15? Okay. So it's based on the books written by Michael Connolly. Which I mean, they revamp because in the books, you know, he's a Vietnam vet mm-hmm. or whatever, and then he comes at LAPD. And this one, he fought in like the first Gulf War, and then he re-ups after nine eleven. But he was LAPD in the interim and is now at this time. Um, so it's a police procedural. The one thing I really like about the show, as far as like you know, police stuff shows go, is they actually in the first season they kind of capture that like noir aspect a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like setting and lighting and mood where it, it feels. Very noir as like they go through investigations for the case, trying hard to hard boiled detective stuff. Yes, hard boiled detective stuff, and the, you know the occasional grit, and, you know the skirting outside the lines, yep. to, you know in the gray area to get a bad guy, and etc. Yep. But they also kind of touch on a lot of other like police issues with like you know justified shootings, you know social stuff, which was kind of weird because like they touch on it in the first season, and that happened in 2015 when we hear about it a lot now in the last year or two. Yeah, in the actual news. What's, uh, the, what's the main actor's name? I forgot. Titus Welliver. Yeah, I don't like him. He always plays some kind of sleazy scumbag in some of all the other movies or something he's been in. He might, but he plays a great character in this show. He also is like, he does two like the best impressions I've ever heard. <laughs> he does the best Christopher Walken impression, and he does a really, really, really good Al Pacino. <laughs> oh. I mean, he does Al Pacino through the decades. <laughs> like, he does like young Al Pacino, middle-aged Al Pacino, in his prime Al Pacino, and like, just... We don't know what happened to you anymore, Al Pacino, <laughs> with your wild hair. And he's just touching stuff, going, can I get a cappuccino? <laughs> hoo-ah, hoo-ah. You got an Oscar for yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so he does that. Um, he plays a LAPD homicide detective, and it hits him and his partner. In the first season, they go through um, a, a little bit of backstory, but they don't, like, throw it all at you at once. Okay. Where it's like, you know, he's messed up. All this stuff. Ah, you should like him. It starts out, he's going through a trial for a justified shooting he had two years ago still, and it's gone, gone to, you know, a civil matter. Mm. But he's going through, you know, a, a regular homicide investigation that got picked up by guys from patrol. It gets bumped up to him, and, and they actually do a good job of showing, you know, the investigatory aspect in police work. With, mm. you know, tracking down leads, they show them interviewing people, the process. They're sitting there doing paperwork as, you know, the case progresses and progresses and leads come in and, and as they track them down. All the real exciting stuff about law enforcement. Yes, the truly exciting th- facets of law enforcement mm. sitting there typing. Yep. <laughs> or reading or writing or mm. something like that. Going to the bathroom for a while just so you can stop doing all that crap. Watching a new YouTube video of whatever that came out. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no TikTok cops yet. It hasn't okay. been invented. Um, I'm on s- the end of season two, and so far it's a really good watch. If you cool. have Amazon Prime, it's free to watch. I highly recommend it. I give it a solid 8 out of 10. Is it like... A family friendly friendly show, like you can watch it with your 
toddlers? No, you cannot watch it with your toddlers. Okay. There is shooting. There is some occasional nudity. Very, very occasional. Okay. It's not like, you know. Game of Thrones? No, it's not like Game of Thrones. Not at all. Um, Like I said, I'd watch the first episode of True Detective. Is it anything like that? No. No? True Detective is... True Detective is its own kind of yeah. category. Okay. It's like they even like invented their own narrative for True Detective. Okay. Which Just I'm checking. Pretty sure they did. I mean, if you, if <laughs> I had to compare the first season of Bosch to the first season of True Detective, True Detective is better. Okay. Every single time. Mm. But Bosch does a really good show of showing it, introducing you a character, showing these things that he does, and you know he has bad qualities about him, but he also has redeeming ones. So you get to you know know the character. They introduce in very short quantities and doses across the series, mm-hmm. you know, things about his past, how, why he is the way he is, how things have happened, relationships like, you know, cause he meets people and they're just immediately a jerk to him. And then, you know, as the show goes on, you realize why, or that these people are just, do you, do you know, get this like bums. impending sense of dread? Like it's going to get worse before it gets better or even never potentially get better kind of thing. No, a lot of the stuff that happens <laughs> like, you know, like Walter White, you know, like you know, the show is just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse for uh, in Breaking Bad for those characters. It's a good show; you can't stop watching it, but it's kind of like a train wreck. No, it's not. I don't get the train wreck vibe. All right, I definitely don't. It was on Amazon, wasn't it? Yes, it's on it Amazon. Amazon Prime. original or something? Yeah, it was, I think it was one of the, the very first Amazon, like okay, like big time. Like you know, here's a budget. Here's some bigger name guys. Gotcha. You know, here you go. Okay. So it's, it's a solid show. Sweet. If you like. Uh, I don't know what's in some comparable police procedural shows, um, like Sam Spade kind of stuff, maybe. Like, um, I mean, there's been several police dramas. I mean, or poli- you know, I wouldn't say like NYPD Blue or anything like that. Would no, uh, yeah. and that's not that factual. So, <laughs> from an insider source, you don't have anything specific to compare it to. <clears throat> not really. Okay. Well, so. I mean, maybe it's its own thing. Sounds cool. I mean, it seems like they also did a. a I mean, I'm not. We're not LAPD, but it seems like they did a good job of trying to incorporate as much like of the technical aspect, like in the watch. Yeah, like they show you know certain aspects of patrol with roll call, how they're doing stuff, radio codes, yeah, how things are set up in their department, yeah. going through the command. And the watch did that this. really well in their movie too. So, which. You know, watching police stuff is always kind of weird because you always kind of want to look critique for accurate. You always yeah. you critique it a little bit more because you want the accuracy. Yeah, which isn't always as glamorous as people want it to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, I hear you. So, so that's my review of Bosch. Watch it, Mitch. <laughs> did you remember your movie news? Back to the movie news. Tell oh, me about it. Creed is coming out. They're going to have a new Creed that'll be directed by Michael B. Jordan, and uh, it still have uh, Sylvester Stallone. Playing his part as Rocky. <laughs> Yo, no, old, old, <laughs> old Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it sounds like he's just wheezing the whole time. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that like like documentary kind of stuff, okay. they're gonna have the last blockbuster. It's kind of like a documentary about the last one that's still. I think it's in Oregon. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, the angry video game nerd went and visited the last blockbuster. There's a block. It's still in business. Yeah. Yep. I can take my card there. You can. Yep. You can, th- you can rent? Yeah, I think the, the angry video game nerd, he rented a, a movie. They watched it in their car on a DVD, like portable DVD player, mm-hmm. and then took it back. Yeah, he's like, this movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but that used to be the thing, though. Like on the Friday weekend, nights. like your parents mm-hmm. would take you to Blockbuster, and you yeah. get like the, the bucket with the popcorn, like, you know, stuck on the oh, inside, yeah. and you'd like rip it out and make it. 
whatever, but he was like, all right, you can get I was two. never fancy enough to get the popcorn from. Well, that was like every once in a while. That uh, was a special treat. Or you would Most always run up to the shelf and be like, oh, I want this movie. And then there's nothing behind the like yeah. case. <laughs> I remember seeing people fight over a movie in uh, Blockbuster. There's all that. Yeah. Well, so we never had Blockbuster. We had Hollywood Video. Oh, yeah, we had that too. And mm-hmm. uh, what's that crappy one? Uh, that really offshoot one. It was like a, an, an acronym. Uh, I had three of them. When I lived in New York, there was Blockbuster, there was the Hollywood Video, and then there was Long Island Video. Oh, yeah. Huh. And then there was like a CD place behind it. I yeah, don't know what was going on there. It was some block, sort of video place. Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, and then Ingalls had its own uh, DVD yeah. like re- rental place inside oh, really? the grocery store. Yeah, none of the grocery stores where I grew up in New York had that. Is I, just remember as just a to to I just remember as a kid when Titanic came out, they had aisles of it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Rent. And uh, it was all gone. It was all freaking gone. <laughs> And then like there was one copy that somebody found. Mm-hmm. These people were like fighting over it. They were like, you, you know, I saw that first. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was like, but I already got it, you know. And then like the the guy had to come out and be like, well, I've got extra copies in the back. Everybody, chill out. And they're like, get him. <laughs> <laughs> they like ripped his legs off. And I know. That's wild. Yeah. Also, uh, starting in, in California, they're going to start opening movie theaters again next week. So oh, all really? Our, you know, California is our, our West Coast listeners. You'll be able to go to theaters again, and Black Widow is still set for a uh, March seventh release. So March seventh, that was I like, mean May seventh. So I was like, say, I'm like Mitch. That it started with an M. Well, how thing. was that? It? Was four <laughs> days ago. Did you watch that? <laughs> no. Nobody yeah. did because nobody cares. <laughs> May seventh. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Mm. Well, I know we got Godzilla versus Kong comes out this month. It does. Mortal Kombat comes out next month. Okay. Bond might come out sometime in my lifetime. <laughs> Doubt it. Doubtful. Yeah. Incredibly uh, doubtful. And then you have Army of the Dead. By Zack Snyder. Mm. It'll be coming out on, it'll be streaming on Netflix. When does the Snyder Cut drop? Uh, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Next Thursday. So like one no. week from today. When this podcast comes out, How excited are you? Do you have like an alarm away. set? Huh? Do you have like an alarm set? Well, we'll be at work. I mean. Which means we'll be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I plan on coming here and watching it on your TV at some point. I mean, if you, you, like what? To, if you guys want to come over and watch it on my TV, I mean, just bring it home. <laughs> Can you get us like Batman, uh, Beanbag chairs and stuff like that. I will have to call Pez. Oh, okay. I can get I'm you a sure batarang to throw just in, case you get, just in case you get nervous. Yeah, if you throw out the television, I'll throw you out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. Cool. That's my news. <laughs> um, I'll come over, I guess, back to my TV news. And there then you we go. Wrap it up with it. Yeah, yeah, do it that way. Um, there's a TV show series apparently about to be done uh, featuring Huey Lewis's music. Okay. It's, a, it's a Huey Lewis rom-com TV show, apparently. And apparently Fox made a deal with Huey Lewis about an untitled project, and there's a producer, Aaron Kaplan, uh, who's the Heart of Dixie creator. Oh, and somebody else died in your apartment, Tom. I mean, it sounds violent out there on these streets (laughs) in Swanee. You just told everyone where you live. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Coming for you. Show up. I'll shoot you and your girlfriend. Um, so apparently they're also bypassing the pilot stage, and it's going to script a series commitment. They've been doing that a lot lately with uh, some TV shows coming mm-hmm. out. They're just so desperate to get content. They're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, it hits all the right boxes. We're just going to go ahead and buy the whole season. Apparently, so. Huey Lewis sets the beat as the inspiration of season one, which interweaves a present-day love story with a teen rom-com set in 1986. So who's Huey Lewis? Uh, he's the lead singer for Huey Lewis in the news. All right, <laughs> the movie Back to the Future. <laughs> okay. The song The Power of Love. 
Oh yeah, where, uh, where he's holding on to the back of the truck as yeah. he skateboards. Yeah, 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 that song. Yeah. All right, yeah, and Huey Lewis actually plays the guy. Goes, you're just too loud when he's auditioning. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. So Huey Lewis in the news. What a very string of specific obscure band to like have a biopic TV show. They on. had a lot of good hits in the eighties. No, I mean you figure like there's a little more mainstream people that power you think would have one uh, first. hip to be square. All right. Which is also what uh, Christian Bale plays in American Psycho when he kills Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Huey yeah. Lewis on the news. Because it's, it's, it's hip to be square. This is a little power walking place thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it, probably. I mean, I like Huey Lewis in the news. I got one of their albums, uh, Sports or whatever. Of course you do. <laughs> you can't name one song from Soundgarden. No, I couldn't. But you know... Weird, obscure facts of Huey Lewis. You know what? Ask your parents. You, you must be like a time traveler, Tom. <laughs> I'm a time from traveler. The yeah, he knows all his like obscure. From England. Yeah, from England. He knows like everything about the UK. I don't know everything yeah. about the UK. Where's London located, Tom? Southeast. What's the capital of London, Tom? There's no That's your question. London's a city, you <laughs> moron. Big Ben. <laughs> all right. TV news. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool that they're doing, like, you know, I guess a music kind of based thing with, you know, the 80s hits. Yeah. And that, I guess that, that genre that was 80s rom coms. Right. Like, you know, Better Off Dead, 16 Candles. Are they going to produce it in a method similar to like 80s? Uh, Unknown. That'd be interesting to see it like that. Like, have like a retro production, kind of like how WandaVision. I wonder if uh, what's his face is going to do it, if John Hughes is going to direct them all. John Hughes is dead. Oh, never mind. So he's unavailable. Yeah. Uh, surely there's somebody else. I think John Hughes is dead. Let me go is he dead? Well, you, you fact check that. I will be fact checking. Fact check. Fact. Fact check. American filmmaker John Hughes died August 6, 2009. Yeah, well, so he's out there running to direct that. Yeah. Um, There's a bunch of other Brat Pack directors, I'm sure. Who could a lot of them got me too'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe Judd Hirsch or whatever can come out. Or not Judd Hirsch. Who am I thinking Apatow? of? Apatow? No, not Judd Apatow. The guy who played Bender. Bender? Joe yeah. No, John Bender. The guy who played John Bender from uh, The Breakfast Club. Oh. Oh. Judd Nelson? Judd Nelson, yes. Yeah, he could direct it. Why not? He Get him and Amelia West of S and Molly Ringwald. The last thing he did was on some Lifetime movie thing. It yeah, didn't he get like lit on fire. <laughs> he got lit on fire? I think he did. Why are we spiraling out of control with these like I don't know <laughs> references? It's funny. I uh, I don't know if he got. Uh, if you know if he got set on fire, write to us. Yeah, <laughs> or cancel him. I don't know what you're gonna this do. This man has been killed. Let us. So know. there's some TV news. There's some uh, rom com crap from the 1980s to now with he set to the music of the 1980s. On to video games. Okay. Hey, well, what'd you play? I played a video game called Phoenix Immortal Rising. I think is what it's called. A long name. It is a quite lengthy name, um, and I think that the reason why they chose to have it be such a long name is because uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild had a long name, and this is an exact carbon copy of that game. <laughs> like, Ubisoft was shameless about how they copied the Breath plagiarism. Of the yeah. Same game the clarity of the pr- Pretty plagiarism. Much. <laughs> the only thing that's different is the story. The, the mechanics is virtually the same. Do you make the same noise when you hit people? Well, okay, so you can pick between being a boy and a girl character and sort of customize your character. Okay. Um, and then that's it. That everything else is like 
you, you start off in a starter area, just like mm-hmm. in Zelda. You have no abilities, just like in Zelda. You can climb crap, just like in Zelda. And then um, you have to... Uh, the only th- There are some things that are different. The weapons don't break. Oh, that's and, nice. And you have a skill tree. Okay. But then you can end up gliding. Uh, you The enemies all like are mobs that run around in this cel-shaded environment, just like mm-hmm. in Zelda. And there are, uh, you know how like the Zelda game had uh, these temples that you go into, yeah, the shrines or whatever. Yeah, they ha- it has the same thing, but they call them like, uh, uh, what are they called? They're like these little fissures in the ground, and you go to a different like plane of existence and solve puzzles, dimension, labyrinth, just like in Zelda. <laughs> um, but it sold really well, so they're already planning to do DLCs. It's basically Zelda for kids that don't have Switch. Um, it's it's on Switch. It's on um, Xbox. It's on PlayStation. Hmm. So uh, I, we played it. Me and my daughter played it on Xbox, I think, mm-hmm. because uh, it's f- it was thirty five bucks. So it was cheap and easy, and it, it's pretty fun. It's it's well made. The uh, the story is interesting. It's about uh, I don't know if you know much about Greek mythology, but Zeus is talk talking to Prometheus. He's got chained mm-hmm. for you know giving fire to humans and stuff like that. This bad guy, his name is Typhos. I've never heard of him. I don't know that much about Greek mythology, but he's going to blow up the world. And so he and uh, Zeus and Prometheus are telling a story about Phoenix to basically narrate the saving of the world. And every time you die, they're like, wait, 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 that's not what happened. And then <laughs> you, you go back and pick it back up where you left off and kind of thing. So it's it's a little funny gimmick on how they're literally telling you the narrative as <laughs> you're playing it. Um, and, and the portrayal of Zeus is pretty funny. But, yeah, it's got like a twinge of Assassin's Creed kind of thing to it because it is Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the the mouth uh, motion capture is kind of, wonky they're a little the more like, just move along yeah they're a little muppety you know <laughs> when they're when they're talking yeah um but you know it's fun and the the world is expansive to see uh odysseus's bow you can get mm-hmm. that you know i was always a fan of greek mythology as a kid to, <laughs> so leonidas's to, spear and all that. uh you can get achilles sword i don't know if leonidas was a part of the greek mythos in any capacity the, the 300 spartans didn't they come afterwards I don't know the. I know the, like the Assassin's Creed games. It's part of the the thing with Odysseus and all that. Yeah, but not Leonidas. Like the yeah, Leonidas. That's like the main character. You get a spear. Really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that's like a millennia off or not. I don't know. Well, anyway, then you unlock the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Yeah, and you get like I don't know, some modern warfare M sixteen or something like that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. It's for you know, copyright infringement aside. It uh, you know, I'd give it like an eight. Has there know. been any like stuff about copyright infringement? Absolutely before? not, because they I mean, you can't. It's like if I were to paint flowers that looked exactly like Georgia O'Keeffe's flowers. I mean, how could you say that I'm copying her? <laughs> you know, it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You could say that like Tarantino. He he's always like joking with people about them filming. He, he thinks like, he talked a lot about Kung Fu Panda basically being a ripoff of Kill Bill. Yep. And uh, he, if you kind of look at it, in a way it kind of is, you mm-hmm. know, um, but he's like not mad about it. He's just like, uh, if anything, you know, I've influenced younger generations of pop culture and stuff like that. 
Nintendo's probably a little butthurt about it. They they seem to be kind of stuck up, and they're always the first to sue. Um, but I didn't do any research into it, and I didn't hear anything. So, you know, and this game was announced. It w- didn't, like, come out of nowhere. It's been announced for a year or two till it did come out. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, I'm sure it's going to make a lot of money, and it's going to have sequels and whatever. But uh, if anything, it's good for the, the players because Nintendo's going to be like, well, we got to make our Zelda game even better than that now. And, you know, so I'm always about um, competition between companies for products like that. So, you know, let's be honest. Warner Brothers, they're kind of struggling right now with their comic book franchise. So they're desperate, dire straits, cranking out the Snyder Cut finally. Just give it time. You know? Gotham Knights. (sighs) Well, you're talking about the video game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the video games aren't bad, but their movies are terrible. Yeah. Well. They are kind of bad. That's debatable, but let's see if uh, if they, they they swing in, you know for the fences with the uh, Snyder Cut. You know we'll see. Um, anyway, so to my uh, video game news, um, we can talk briefly about a lot of stuff. Um, the new Warzone thing happened, the which was kind of a letdown. Very much a letdown. Yeah. Uh, the stupid zombies that are in the game now, which were kind of useless to begin with. It's only one small area. Uh, they've moved to another area, which is one small area. And yeah. instead, of, instead of expanding, they just moved the location. Yeah, so that's that's kind of dumb. Um, but, you know, it still is making a ton of money. I don't think Warzone's slowing down on its income. Oh, last, last I checked, it was over a billion-dollar franchise. That sounds like, about right. Like, annually. Like, they were <laughs> raking in. For a video game, for a, billion a free dollars. game, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all the store stuff. Well, yeah, that's how they're making their stuff. Um, and then I looked at some console stuff. The uh, video game consoles are at fifty three point nine billion dollars annually as of twenty twenty. All right, a lot of money. And the winner of the three consoles between Switch, um, Xbox, and PlayStation is by far PlayStation with almost fifty percent. You do maths on that one. Uh, 23% goes to Nintendo, and the remainder goes to Xbox. Really? Mm-hmm. So Xbox was in third. No, second. Didn't you just say PlayStation, Nintendo, and then Xbox? I did, but I did it by the numbers differently. So PlayStation's 50%, Xbox is 27%, and Nintendo's 23%. Oh, okay. That's kind of crazy, though, that Nintendo and uh, Xbox are that on almost that on par. They're almost dead even. Yeah, I'm surprised PlayStation is re- so much ahead. Well, it's got more of a world dominant market. Everybody it does, like, uh, nobody especially p- with the Japanese. Yeah, market. nobody yeah. plays Xbox in Japan. They probably don't sell it in China. <laughs> uh, they probably don't even sell it in China. <laughs> they probably don't sell the PS5 in so, China. And if you talk to, uh, I'd say most people in America, it's weighted more towards PlayStation. You know, I mean, we're all three Xbox players. Man, I just prefer not to have my uh, information stolen like on the PS4. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I I think that. PlayStation has kind of developed its market to be more of a, um, a cheaper alternative for the mo- like the the, the high end gaming of console. You know, X- Xbox is like you know if you want to have the best money can buy for consoles, you go for that one. So if you're cheap, you'll buy that. You'll buy the PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, did you hear that, all you <laughs> listeners? Yeah. But what's impressive is that Switch has made such a such headway into like you know what was pretty much just the Sony versus Microsoft war. Yeah, for that that's been for like what the last well, twenty years. Uh, like I didn't know if Nintendo was going to make it through this generation because 
Nintendo took a back seat, I'd say, after the Wii, and they just only did, like, uh, handheld gaming. Yeah. You know? And then the Which cell phone hard. mobile market has destroyed handheld gaming market at all. Like, hands yes. down, it just doesn't exist anymore. Um, I just can't understand mobile gaming. When you can play the same game on a console. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they look at it like this. If you have solitaire and you play it on your game, you're playing mobile gaming on your phone. Mm-hmm. That's how, And everybody plays something on their stupid phone. So, like, the Bejeweled or whatever. Yeah, you're playing, like, Star Trek. We're playing Among Us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, and then Nintendo uh, did the Switch, which is a brilliant console. considered a console, but it's basically a mobile game as much as you want it to be. It's, they basically made, like, a PSP. Yeah, and uh, I was, like, I was convinced that that was not going to do well. Uh, I gave it a year after the Switch came out, and I saw a lot of fun stuff, like Breath of the Wild on it, and I was like, I'll give it a shot. I had gotten the Switch probably about a month after it came out. Yeah. And, I mean, I was dedicated to, you know, Xbox, you know, console gaming, controllers, the whole thing. And I was like, all right, so it's like a tablet. I can use that. It's touchscreen. It's got Joy-Cons. It comes with a controller. And then I can put it up to my TV. After, yeah. like, doing that with Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, cool. I can lay in bed and play. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to play on the TV. Drop. Unhick, unhook the Joy-Cons control, you know, controller. It's like, and now I'm playing on TV. And I was like, man. Well, I had bought a PS4 for a while, and I maybe had it three months. I beat Spider-Man, and then I was like, okay, well, now what? And then I traded it, like, just there, traded it one for one for us, Nintendo Switch. PlayStation mm-hmm. is also kind of dominating the market on standalone games. And that's another thing that the Xbox is trying to play catch-up to. Yeah. Yeah, they just uh, are announcing tomorrow on Game Pass they're going to put out, which is by the time this episode airs, you'll it will be on Game Pass. Um, 20 standalone Bethesda projects on Game Pass. Mm. So you'll be able to play all these games that you can't play on any other console right now Cool for uh, Bethesda. And that's, they, like, I think we talked about this before. They put seven point some odd billion dollars to mm. own Bethesda, Bethesda just so they could have yeah. the Elder Scrolls. Exclusives. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that and exclusives because, uh, you know, PlayStation dominates exclusive yeah. games mm-hmm. right now. So there's there's some games on PlayStation I'd want to play. I'd want to play the um, event uh, uh, event event Horizon. No, that's the movie. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the one where Horizon Zero Dawn? That one where oh, she okay. shoots robot dinosaurs. Yeah. That one looks kind of fun. DM robot dinosaurs. I want to play Spider Man, and then I had bought God of War, but that I never did play it. God of War does look really good. Um, you know, I might just watch a playthrough of that one day. Yeah. So, okay, that's my video game news and reviews. Um, we should do this top 10. Well, we have a list, but I'll let we you We do have a list. Uh, so we're doing the top 10. It's not top 10. It's like eight. The top eight. And we didn't, we didn't rate them. We, just we did not rate them. <laughs> Here are eight. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Here's eight films where the director's cut is really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. don't watch the – if you saw it in theaters – Forget it. You did terrible. It was so garbage. the reason why we're doing this is because of the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. This is Snyder, Snyder Cut's Snyder coming cut. out. <laughs> and in celebratory fashion, we're going to curtail a list of movies that we think have uh, a re-release of that came out after the theatrical that is better than the original. Except for maybe Once Upon a Time in America, because I don't know if any of us has seen that movie. No. I saw it. You did? I saw it years did ago. Did you see the... Uh, I don't know which one I watched originally. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's start with that one. What do you think about Once Upon a Time in America? I remember I liked it. They showed it on TCS. Is that Sergio Leone? Yes. Yeah. I think that is Sergio Leone. Yeah. Robert De Niro and all that. Uh-huh. That was one of his last movies, isn't it? 
Sergio Leone? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. So I, I've always meant to watch it, but I heard it's like it's four hours long. It's a long. Yeah. Well, I know the original movie, they cut it down to like almost two hours. Mm-hmm. And they said that it, it didn't make any sense because everything was like the studio was, cut so much stuff out. Right. There's too many the jumps mo- in time. Yeah. The motivations for some of the characters didn't make any sense. Yeah, it tanked. Or whatever. It mm-hmm. tanked in theaters. It did terrible. And I think it's it's probably like a trilogy, isn't it? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, there's like Once Upon a Time in America, like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> no, West. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't Sergio Leone do Once Upon a Time in the West? I have no idea. I think that some of these movies like connected in some bizarre fashion. Yeah, like I Tarantino's remember. Universe. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or Christopher Walken sentences. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that's all we know about that movie. <laughs> uh, if you, some, there's somebody who's listening who's like, I love that movie. These guys are idiots. Yeah, well, Pez tries to get me to watch it all the time. Once Upon a Time America? Yeah, I had seen it years ago, <laughs> and I was like, ah, but I just I, remember it being a really well, long I, I watch, movie. I want to watch the original cut and be mad about it and then watch the new cut. But that, now you're talking about like, Eight, Eight hours. hours yeah, <laughs> and I, that's, a, that's a long... That's a lot of time. So, you know, but we'll see. Uh, I did that with Blade Runner, though. Um, I saw the original Blade Runner, the theatrical, and I, I loved it just because I... It could be just Harrison Ford running around screaming at people with his gun. I want my family back. <laughs> <laughs> Belongs in a museum. But, uh, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the setting in Harrison Ford, you know, made that movie for me. Uh, the story was okay. I didn't really understand it when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I saw the director's cut, it blew my mind. It was way better than the original. So, And then I don't know if you're familiar with Philip K. Dick's Do Android Dreams of Electric Sheep. That's the name of the novel that Blade Runner is based off. It's a big book. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's more like a novella. But um, it's uh, the... The ambiguity, the ambiguity, ambiguity of uh, Harrison Ford's character, of whether or not he's a replicant by the end of the movie, oh. it's even more expounded upon in uh, the director's cut. So mm. I can't recommend it enough. Watch it, um, yeah. Watch it now, yeah. But Why after not? after you listen to us talk about the other stuff, right. yeah, and then the, the next movie after Blade Runner is. Just read Kingdom one of them. Of that. Are you blind? <laughs> He's just like, oh, no. <laughs> just, it doesn't matter what order they're in. Um, Kingdom, Kingdom of Heaven. There's a movie I could talk about because ah. I've read multiple books about Another the Crusades. Another Ridley Scott movie. Another Ridley Scott movie. I've read multiple books about the Crusades. The first one, I remember watching it. I saw it on TV, and I thought it was... There was some a lot of stuff I liked, and then most of it I thought was trash. And I'm like, that's not what happened. These aren't these people. You're making crap up. <laughs> then I saw the director's cut. Much better movie. Yeah. A lot of stuff makes sense. They expand a lot on stuff that you kind of got hinted at yeah. in the theatrical release. Like um, the guy who played uh, the Knight Hospitaller, mm-hmm. if he was actually like an angel or not. Like they actually go like in the theatrical cut of like, you know, a lot of the stuff he says to him and how he moves and like things that had happened where you kind of almost get the impression he might actually be angelic. Yeah. And then, you know, historical representations of characters, which uh, they took a lot of artistic license, mm-hmm. even in the theatrical release or um, in the director's cut mm. with um, Isabella of Jerusalem and Guy de Lusignan. Hallelujah. French, French, French. French, French, <laughs> French, French. Guy, my name is uh, Guy. My name is Guy. Well, they portray him in the movies like this, like, you know, jackass, you know, war hunger monger, l- lunatic man. 
And yeah. in like, you know, historical accords, he's kind of a he's kind of a sissy. Oh really? Yeah, he kind of shies away from a lot of that stuff. And God the, wills it. God wills it. Um the uh this movie did bad in theaters. It, yes, it, it, it did it, not it, do good. It pretty much killed Orlando Bloom's career for a while. Well, this came out in two thousand and five. Yeah. So we're after Lord of the Rings fame. But yeah. I think just before Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, I think the the first Pirates movie had come out before this movie. And then Pirates, the second one came out after this movie. Yeah, Dead Man's Chest didn't do all that great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or I think it, it had more, um, like, sales just because of the original one. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I mean the it was hurting really Scott pretty bad. Um, and then the director's cut came out. And everybody was like, oh, it's not you. It it's was the just studio. Because yeah. I own the director's <laughs> cut. And I only can watch the director's <laughs> cut. <'cause> oh, <laughs> the director's cut is... It's far better. Um, I have a hard time watching it now because I've read so much about the Crusades yeah. where I see all the historical inaccuracies and it makes me mad. Yeah, It's like watching Braveheart, knowing what you know. That's well, going to be everything. Like, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a crap ton. With, that's why uh, it's historical fiction. With uh, Gladiator and stuff, too. So Yeah. But I love movies like um, that. So. But I will say the director's cut is clearly a better cut of that film yeah. than what you would have seen in theaters or what you'll probably see on TV because they're probably not going to show a director's cut on you know television for Kingdom of Heaven. But they do a really good job of going through the whole thing. Next and one. the plot makes a lot more sense. Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> Watchmen? Anyone that we haven't talked about yet, man. It's okay. a horological it. movie about guys who are very interested in, in wrist-held timepieces. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dr. Manhattan. Done. I've has anybody seen the director's cut of Watchmen? I have. I don't know which that one. That was the actually cut. which one is it? I that's the one that has the with the pirate ship thing crap edited oh, into it. Oh, uh, I have heard about that one. I haven't seen that one. I've seen oh. that's the that's the only cut of Watchmen I've actually I've seen two two cuts of Watchmen. The first time I saw Watchmen, Pez made me watch it. Yeah, but it was the director's cut of the entire movie, and it also had like the cutback stuff from like the comics. That they talk about. I don't remember what it's now, I've read the graphic novel, and I've seen... Like, Ger- Gerard Butler is, like, the captain guy of the boat, and it's... it's uh, From like, 300? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but it's, um, like, drawn, like, stills for, like, a comic or something. Okay. Almost, and I think some of it's movement. So I saw that, but it's, like, all the scenes. It's, like, that plus this. I can't remember what the name of it. It's, like, the Black Ship or something like that. So okay. I, I don't know. I oh, only, the, the Black Freighter. The Black Freighter. What does that have anything to do with the Watchmen? They, uh... They go through the story with Watchmen, but they also have that, like, intertwined with it. Because I think one of the people, very much a background character, mm-hmm. who, like, I guess lives in New York City. Like, they go through, like, him, like, reading thing, and they go through, like, the tales of that, plus the Watchmen. Weird. I mean, I read the it graphic novel. It it's weird. one of the few comics I actually read. Yeah, I've never seen the director's cut of the movies. So I don't know. It is weird. But they, I saw that first, and yes. then I saw the theatrical version on TV. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is on. Let me watch it. I remember watching, I'm like, well, where's this bit? Well, where's this? Where's this? They're just jumping around. This doesn't make sense. Why is he? What? Huh? I don't know. Watch. I don't know. But I uh, find the other one and watch that. So in the director's cut, because in the comics, there's, uh, they they fake the ending. I don't know. Spoiler alert. Just The movie came out a long time yeah. ago. Go ahead. <laughs> the ending, the, the movie makes it so Dr. Manhattan is the reason why the country stops their nuclear arms race and uh, bands together to, to go to war against Dr. Manhattan. In the comics, it wasn't Dr. Manhattan. It was this giant squid. Yeah. Which they kind of did in the TV show. But yeah. Well, the, I'm not considering the TV show anything. Cthulhu. To do. <laughs> yeah. So, but that wasn't in the, 
the director's cut giant squid thing? No, there was no giant squid. Thing. Okay, well then I, maybe I, I did see the director's cut. I just didn't remember. So, all right, next we got the Godfather. I have only seen one cut of the Godfather, and it was a 2005 cut. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the Epoch cut, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. It was cut specifically for either HBO or something Is like that. Is it the one where they have all like the young Vito scenes? It's cut exactly in it's chronological. In chrono- order. Okay, I know yeah, what you're and, about. and I uh, I watched it, and I thought it was great. And I, I started to watch it again uh, a couple years later uh, as the, one of the original cuts, and I was confused as all get out. So I don't know how people watched it originally without Well, the, the first movie, they don't do all the jump back stuff yeah. in Godfather Part 1 to Vito back in, you know, in Italy or, mm. you know, immigrating to America. The movie, the first one starts out with a wedding with his daughter, whose name eludes me right now. But it's played by Talia Shire, who's Adrian and Rocky. So it's her getting married and then the family going through nonsense and then, you know, the son's getting taken out one at a time and then Michael becomes godfather towards the end of the film mm. with Marlon Brando and he's alive throughout most of the film. Yeah. The Godfather Part 1 is a work of art. Yeah. I've uh, seen the movie once. Well, I really enjoyed the two um, and I could tell when it, they kind of ended and three picked up and it was... Bad. Three was trash. Three should never be. Apocalypse counted. Now. Has anybody seen the director's cut of Apocalypse Now? I, I own it. Last time I saw that movie. I own it. Was it better than the? Uh, no, I, I didn't think so. There's a lot of crap they throw in there that's useless to the plot. Yeah, like him meeting these like French people who are still living in Vietnam because of like the colonialization period. I'm not for studio interference for most directors, but I think Coppola is one of those directors where if you let him have 100. percent it's out of control. It's, yeah. So I mean, he had a heart attack as a movie. I mean, this movie was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Martin Sheen had a heart attack. Yeah. And he was like 30. Uh, you know who didn't have a heart attack? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. <laughs> um, Marlon Fatto. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Tom, what do you think about Lord of the Rings? You know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. It's so, over there. It's so behind you. How amazing is the theatrical cut? All 16 hours. All right. And what medium am I viewing the theatrical cut? Am I seeing it in theaters? You're the seeing it the, the first time you saw it in theaters. I didn't blink for three and a half hours. Okay. I held my All pit. three movies. Amazing, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Then. Greatest thing I ever saw in the movie. Then, in a, in, a, in a world where DVDs are just extra, you know, features about what they ate on a Thursday in the movie set, they release Lord of the Rings, the extended cut. And how amazing was that? Baller. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> well, I saw the first extended cut I saw was The Return of the King. Yeah. Because that had come out as like a special edition. So I bought that, and then I ended up getting the Fellowship and then yeah. the Two Towers. I wonder how many millions of dollars they put into the scenes that didn't go to theaters. <laughs> you know, Because there's some really oh. good stuff that they cut out just because of time's sake. But the, there's like, a lot of stuff that they had cast people for and had shot some stuff, yeah. but they just it, it wasn't feasible, and it, it didn't really advance the story that it, much, Like especially the parts of the Fellowship with Tom Bombadil. Well, if you've got a weekend, an entire weekend with nothing to do, you can watch Lord of the Rings all from I, one through three. I did a marathon once when I was a kid. I could write the script. <laughs> Mitch, so, I know what most of the time what people say. I, I say, say like how it goes. There, there's, there's few movies that I would really demand that people have DVDs of, but Lord of the Rings is definitely one of them. You get way more movie for your dollar. If I had to choose any movie I'd ever seen in my entire life that I could rewatch once, for like, as if like it was a first time experience, it would be Lord of the Rings every day of the week. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. 
Yeah, Superman 2. Was it the Richard Donner cut? No. Oh, where he throws the cellophane? No, that's three. So, no, uh, that's two. That's two. What was that? Uh, yeah, he that's crapped General Zod in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, well, I, let's explain why Superman 2 was trash. All right? I like Superman 2. The, the studio, well, the, the, the Richard Donner uh, had started working on a good bit of the movie before mm-hmm. the studio kicked him out mm-hmm. and had somebody else come in, and he redirected a lot of that movie to have the, the director credit for Superman mm-hmm. 2. So you can tell there are some things that don't make sense in it. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, I mean, the length of time between the original and director's cut is pretty extensive yeah. as well. 2006 is when the Richard Donner cut came out. And that movie came out in 1980? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I, think it was, I have yeah, no idea. Late 70, early 80s. Um, I think the first one came out in 78. This one came out in 80. Maybe then. But they held on to the material that Richard Donner had for all that time and finally made a cut for it. Was and it, it's, I have not seen it, but I've heard it universally. Was director change? It's way better. What? Wasn't he? A, wasn't there a director change? That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. You need to pay attention better. Time. I got to pee really bad, so I wasn't. Um, so yeah, I want to watch the 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 Richard Donner cut. I I think that uh, it'll. Uh, everybody who I've known that has watched it says it's that does way have better. like one of the best superhero scenes where so. at the end where he goes like into the tube. When he's in the for, uh the Fortress of Solitude. Because he has the machine that can take away his powers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he comes out, and Zod's like, kneel before Zod, and he, like, grabs <laughs> his hand, and he, like, Zod's, like, you know, standing there, like, you know, you know mm, I won. And then the music starts playing, and he just starts crushing yeah. his hand, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, oh. All right, uh, I Am Legend. Boo. I've watched both cuts, and I honestly believe that the theatrical cut's better than the uh, I, I do, too. Cut. I did, too. I do, too. When I saw the, the director's cut for the first time, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's not how this ends. Yeah, the director's Confused. cut. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movie. Um, so Will Smith dies in the theatrical cut at the very end. He sacrifices himself so the yeah, vaccine and the, the, the cure can get out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. Um, but in the director's cut, he actually survives and goes off to live happily ever after with them. It just seemed... It, yeah, it didn't yeah. seem right. No, I didn't like that. So one. Uh, he like, there's something about like he like talks to one of the zombies. And yeah, they're, yeah, they like, they're, to they're like cool at the end and yeah. stuff like that. Like, fist bump. We're gonna go get coffee tomorrow. He yep. gives them the the girl back, and they like here's a okay. bagel and schmear. Like, <laughs> get out of my get house. Out, get get off my lawn. The zombie just wanted the the hunger like ravenous zombie just wanted the his his girlfriend back. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the last movie we got is Troy. Uh, which is uh, it's a long movie. It, the 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 theatrical cut's great. The the director's cut's really good because it focuses a lot on other characters. You know, the theatrical cut does a lot for um, Brad Pitt's character and Hector and a bunch of other people, um, but mostly it revolves around Brad Pitt. The director's cut, you learn a lot about Sean Bean's character Odysseus, Who and was the narrator of the actual story, right? Yes. And uh, and a lot of uh, some side characters and and goes uh, off on his um, own. Obviously. I remember they introduce uh, Brad Pitt's mother. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Yeah. So, which is supposed to be a god. Yeah, she she talks or he talks to her right before going to battle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was a it was a much better movie. Like mm-hmm. just that, that's why you have director's cuts. So that's a great example. Uh, but there you go. There's a bunch of movies that if you really enjoyed Lord of the Rings, you should watch the watch them uh, DVD director's cut version of it. Okay. Now what are we doing? All Time punishment. I mean, uh, the punishment. Shut up! I haven't <laughs> spun the wheel. Oh. Jeez. Here we go. <laughs> We're gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Not me. 
It is Hayden by Mitch for television. Yay. Yes. It's been so long since I, I've been punished. I've broken the streak. Justice is I think you had it like ready to go. I did. <laughs> you probably spun it up like 15 times until it landed on something that wasn't you. I just stood there and held it for six seconds and just went, ha! <laughs> yep. No, I did not. I did an admirable spin. Cheater. I'm calling Hack. Freaking hackers. Here for you. What is he watching? Come on. It's the Mr. T cartoon. Oh, man. Oh, my God. The Mr. T. Wasn't this from like the 2000s or something? Uh, I don't know. No, you're thinking of uh, this is yeah, this is much later. <laughs> Mike Tyson's cartoon thing. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> Probably. Come on, computer. Tom, Mr. your T. internet. I have great internet. You have a crappy laptop. I don't think you're hooked up to the internet, man. Mm. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If I can't watch it, that means I don't have to do it. Isn't that right? <laughs> anyway, you know it's loading an ad right now too. It's not even loading the Let's video. See. Probably. Oh no, here uh. you go. Whoa. Oh, God. The cartwheels. He's got a black sword. Johnny Quest with Mr. T. Mr. He T punches not, a shark. Of course he punches a shark. That's not Mr. T. That's he, a girl who he, turns into Mr. T. Is that his superpower? Is he can transform into a girl? I think it is. He's actually a gymnast? Why is there a gymnast? Whoa. Was Mr. None T of those people are Mr. T. Who are you, kid? He's like, yeah. who are you? Get out of here. Get out of here, redhead. The dog the, has a mohawk. The dog has a and, mohawk. And a woman's being attacked by a monk. <laughs> and they're on a bus. They're not on the road in that other cut. They're in the desert just driving on the sand. <laughs> Woo. Mr. T can't swim. How do you know? I don't know. Uh, well, apparently he can. Yeah, he's I'm watching be- He's him. beating up an alligator now, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he picks up an alligator and throws it. Several ton animal. All, all right. <laughs> this is we get it. The way he walks. The oh. Mr. T cartoon. This is like a discount Scooby Doo featuring Mr. T, a team of gymnast Olympians, right, and can, a redheaded kid. Oh my goodness. Real Mr. Cuts, T. Cuts to a live action, Mr. T. Middle name is Period. Said it. <laughs> he said it. He said it. All right. I, I, I saw the mystery of the golden medallion. It's around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's buried under all that gold. <laughs> I will watch this show, and I might even enjoy it. His <laughs> no, hair gets crazier in every shot. <laughs> um, well, have fun with that. Uh, so, did you, did you upload all the videos last time I told you to upload? More Mr. T. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, can you at least upload this one so we're not lying to our audience constantly? I will. I forgot about the other ones. Yeah. But lying is half the fun. Uh. <laughs> so, anyway, that concludes episode 48 of Entertain This. I've been your host, Tam. And a goodbye from... Hey, Dad. And... Mitch. And that does it for us. See you next week, losers. Goodbye. <laughs>